0: one or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study.
1: And we welcome you into the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, July 25th, 2013. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. We're glad that you're here. We we'll look forward to hearing from you. The number to call is toll-free. The line is open. And we're looking forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. You can email, as usual, questions at collegeview.com. That is the email address you use to contact us 24-7. We welcome your comments and questions anytime at questions at collegeview.com. We're monitoring that email address during the program tonight. You can contact us there. And if you're listening to us live, the best way to communicate with us and with listeners around the world is by using the chat window to the right of your video window. Lots of ways for you to talk with us tonight, and we look forward to hearing from you my name is Jacob Gwyn. My father, Greg Gwynn, joins me. Welcome, Dad.
2: Jacob, great to be with you tonight. Looking forward to an important discussion.
1: Looking forward to it as well. An interesting discussion—one we have not talked about, although it seems fitting.
2: All uh, right, all right. Now hold up before oh, you get before you get to that. Okay, I, I got I got a little little surprise for you. You know how many you know how many programs this makes tonight? Uh, it would pro- well. I'm afraid your
1: math might be off, but you go ahead and tell me. No,
2: I actually counted today. Okay,
1: well, it's going to be. Eight times fifty-two minus yeah. no
2: one. exactly eight times fifty-two four hundred and sixty. This is the four hundred sixteenth program of the virtual Bible study tonight. Now is this uh, the this is and this is this concludes? This is the last program in year eight. Next week we begin year yeah, nine of the be, virtual Bible study.
1: But we missed one program. We had technical problems one time in eight well, years that we couldn't get on. That's
2: true, but so four
1: hundred fifteen. <laughs> I like that number better though.
2: Yeah, there's four. There's, there, there are 415 programs on our uh, no, website. Four fourteen. This would be four fifteen. I actually counted four fifteen. You counted four fifteen. I actually counted four fifteen. Well, then okay.
1: This is four sixteen. Yeah, this wow. this
2: tonight is four hundred sixteen. Wow. So uh, uh, anyway, that's where we're at. Eight years of the virtual Bible study wrapping up tonight. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That is. Think about that, Jacob. If you started listening to one archived program of the virtual Bible study every day. It would take you more than a year to finish
1: <laughs> wow
2: isn't that amazing it would yeah if you were if you
1: listened to monty as my you you liked it monty's behind the controls but monty you like to listen as you work yeah and uh now 40 hours a week 416 programs that would be over 10 weeks of of programs if you listened every hour you were at work
3: well, so, you, two they, and a half months usually when i listen to them I play them over and over because I get interrupted in my listening at work. So I might listen to it seven or eight times in a day or five or six or something like that until I finally feel like I've got to listen to and grasp all of it.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Uh, 416 hours.
3: Yeah, pretty amazing. M- yeah. Well,
1: unless we go over a little bit, so you maybe get up to 420. Yeah, yeah.
2: So anyway, yeah. Well, the, just moral, start the
1: moral of the story is if you have not been listening since we started, you're never going to catch up. I think we could say that right <laughs> yeah.
2: If you're only listening and you may one, not
1: want to catch up, but uh, you, uh, yeah
3: that,
2: I think that is a rather remarkable milestone eight years a full eight years of of the virtual Bible study and now uh uh uh, we're starting into the ninth year. Paul Adams in the chat room says, you guys must have started when you were in your teens. Maybe Jacob, not no, me, no, Paul. No, a
1: lot older than that, Paul. <laughs> The video resolution must not be that good tonight. You can
2: tell. Um, and we do, by the way, we think we have Ustream working for our friends who are trying to listen via smartphones or other devices. Uh, on Ustream. We think that, that that feed is working tonight. And we're not the only ones that are using
1: technology. Did you know that the Pope is using technology? No, what's he doing? He, he is he is tw- uh, using Twitter to hand out indulgences now.
2: Oh, you can get an indulgence via Twitter? Via
1: Twitter from the Pope, yes. And uh, that helps, you know, an indulgence uh, reduces your time in purgatory.
4: Uh-huh. So you
1: get these these things off of Twitter, Monty, and uh, whatever purgatory is, I haven't been able to find that in my Bible but whatever it is, I think that would help you
3: with it. I thought they quit doing indulgences some time back because somebody purchased his nope. indulgence. and they, they were
2: selling them. The priest. They, they were th- selling them, and they, they got in trouble for selling now them. Now they're twit,
1: whatever you do with them. Tweeting on Twitter. them. Tweeting They're tweeting the indulgences.
2: So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, just there you for, go. More weirdness. Uh, there are uh, seven,
1: the Pope has seven and a half million followers on Twitter. All
2: right. We got, we got an email from the, or we got a chat from the Gardeners in Jackson, Tennessee, who say they're watching on Ustream. It's working. So you got okay. that fixed, Jacob.
1: Uh, uh, John for. in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, dittoes that. And he uh, verifies it is working in Oklahoma as, as well. All right. Then we get a little farther away and see if our signal's holding up.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: Okay. All right. So now all of that, just a little bit of a milestone for the virtual Bible study tonight, fit, wrapping up our eighth full year of broadcasting on the Internet. Uh, we have uh, a topic that I think is of interest tonight, Jacob, yes. uh, and it has to do with this kind of technology, actually, yeah. uh, about all the kind of new technologies that are out there. We decided that it would be a worthwhile discussion to talk about kids and technology, Uh Obviously, there's just an explosion of technology, uh, and it continues. New stuff coming down the pike all the time. It's hard to keep up, especially for some of us who are older. The kids seem to migrate, to and comprehend and understand new stuff faster than we do. But there's just an avalanche of of new technologies out there. Uh, There are pros and cons to them. But there are certainly a lot of dangers, and we want to talk about that in our and program
1: that, You mentioned that it's harder for the older folks to keep up. I was talking with a guy recently, he said that someone had noted that the older he gets, the more he understands why his parents' VCR clock was always flashing, because you just can't <laughs> keep up with this stuff. And, uh, and I'm feeling that way. You can't keep up with all the technology, but the young people are, so maybe that's one of the dangers.
2: Uh, I've got to tell you, it's not only can't keep up, it's not don't want to keep up. No, that's true. <laughs> know, got, yeah, Jacob and I are... are uh, Uh, we're holdouts against smartphones. We still have dumb phones. And uh, uh, I'm finding less and less motivation to try and keep at the cutting edge of any of that kind of technology. But uh, our kids are certainly intrigued by it. Yes. And they keep pushing for more and more of that sort of thing. And in doing so, they are getting exposed to a number of dangerous aspects of these uh, technologies that are connected. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was just, if my technology was just something that sat in front of me and didn't didn't interact with other people out in cyberspace, that'd be one thing. I think right. there's still some dangers involved with that. But when I can have my device here, but I can be literally talking to people all over the world right. who have both good and bad motives. Right. Then there's a lot of dangers. Right.
1: All right. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven email questions at college you dot com. You sent out some questions earlier today to frame up our discussion tonight and uh and we want to hear from you on these, and we'll get to hopefully lots of comments in the chat room.
2: Okay, here's what we're going to do. here's the Here's the questions we ask, and we are getting we, we do have a pretty good crowd assembling in the chat room. We desperately want your input to these things. Uh, we, we have some opinions to express some scriptures to share, but we want to hear what you have to say. Here's our questions we send out to our update list, and we always remind you get on that list if you're not, send us an email to questions at collegeview dot com put me on the list is all you have to say we will and on Thursdays we'll send out our topic give you these leading questions that we want to discuss we ask this question number 1 list in order of significance the technologies that our kids are exposed to on a regular basis okay let's just talk about what they all are cuz sometimes i think we don't understand we don't right? even stop they, to consider how so many they're so commonplace there. maybe yeah and and i think we're not even accounting for some of them okay not even good. keeping track of them all okay number two what are some of the positive things that our kids can gain from these new technologies so what are the pros okay number three what are the dangers that exist when our kids access the various technologies out there yes so what are the cons pros and cons Mm -hmm. and then four what steps should parents take to regulate their kids exposure to the dangers of these technologies break these down i ask in rules for various ages of children in other words obviously um what you would do for maybe a three-year-old kid would be different than what you would do for an 18-year-old teenager yes so uh we, we want to talk along those lines
1: all right I, not a lot of uh scripture there but hopefully we can work some in uh, as we talk about this but i mean the underlying premise is here that uh, we've got to protect our children and it is our responsibility uh, to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and protect protect them from certain evils. And so if you could work in some scriptures as we talk about this, we would like that as well. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com.
2: All right. Uh, to our first question, our friend Chris in Atlanta sent in an email, List some of the technologies. I, I actually wanted to know which ones do you think are most prevalent that, that they're connecting with the most often? He said smartphone, PCs, and tablets and iPads. Uh, So he thinks those are the most
1: significant. That's the most significant.
2: Yeah. And then using that, here's the way he says they are being used, I guess. Texting, social media like Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, the Internet in general, video games, and email. All right. All right. So you know what I thought was interesting in Chris's listing there? He didn't mention the TV. Well, uh, that's interesting. You know, and, and, uh, it, and it may be in his house, because I know there are houses where people don't have TVs, but I think in a lot of houses we have forgotten that the old TV is probably the most pervasive thing in our house. Uh, but I don't know it may not
1: be in some houses. Uh, may, you know, we're not, we're, out, we're not up with the times, but I think, you know, I think a lot of people are even watching whatever they watch on their little handheld devices. Monty, I know you're not doing that, but I think some people are.
3: Well, when you go anywhere you go today, you see somebody and they've got their handheld device out, their smartphone or whatever, and they're doing their thing with it and watching stuff yeah. on it, and they, you know, you're talking to people and they, they're they looking up stuff, and I mean all over the place That's, yeah. those things are everywhere that, yeah. and i think those probably are the most pervasive at, yeah. right now
1: dad you've had a scathing te- te- sermon about television since maybe 1983 or 1984 you're going to have to update that thing
3: and st- yeah
2: uh, it's going to have to be streaming media instead of yeah. tv yeah the okay. influence, i had uh, an old sermon and i have preached it dozens of times yeah. in different places i was i was assigned the topic in a gospel meeting and it probably has been 30 years ago yeah i think it is the uh, the influence of TV on Christians. Yeah. I think TV still influences Christians, but I think there are a lot of other influences out there as well. But TV, let's not forget that TV is still a powerful influence. Okay. And there's a lot of bad stuff on TV. All right. We've got television on that list as well. Uh, Chris in the
1: U.K., uh, he has a son who is uh, autistic, and he, so he says that he uses uh, maybe some of this technology more than others. He says children in general are exposed to technologies as TV, DVD players, various music players, uh, mobile-slash-smartphones, computers, and tablet devices, game consoles, and electronic toys, which would include InnoTabs, children's education uh, device tablet, and speaking-slash-interactive books. Then there are e-book readers, and if you would include them, uh, and so on. Uh, It goes on, and he talks about some of the stuff that... uh, his son uses as well. But lots of uh, technology that Chris mis- mentions in his email. Thank you, Chris. All
2: right. Um, I d- did a little research on this topic tonight, uh, uh, did today for tonight's program. And um, it is surprising when you stop to think about it, if you If you really studied it, how much connectivity there is for kids of all ages, uh, baby Einstein tapes for, for infants, reader rabbit software for two-year-olds, Nintendo consoles given as early as fifth birthdays. Here's some, here's some stats. Now, where uh, do they
1: get the consoles?
2: As early as their fifth birthday, they get a Nintendo console. Yikes. Uh, here, here's uh, something from uh, the Knowledge Network. It says two-thirds of children have a television in their room. 17% have their own computer. 35% have a video game system. According to the Kaiser Family Survey, 31% of children aged 3 and under are already using computers. 16% use them several times a week. 21% can point and click with a mouse by themselves. And 11% can turn on the computer without assistance.
1: At what, time, at what age?
2: Under 3. Wow. Uh, what's more, a third of children, many as young as 11 years old, use blogs and social networking sites at least 2 or 3 times a week. Yet two-thirds of their parents don't even know what a blog is, according to a report by the NCH Children's Charities and Tesco Telecom. All right. So all of that's, I I think, uh, uh, pretty frightening.
1: Uh, Paul in the chat room says, I thought I was keeping up by monitoring Facebook and Twitter. Now there's Snapchat. You know what Snapchat is, honey? I hadn't even
3: heard of it. I don't know what it's Snapchat is. It's the first I ever heard of it.
1: Uh, and there are lots of others. Texting is huge. Many kids send and receive tens of thousands per month. That is true. You know, I have
2: heard that. I've heard of parents who got astronomical bills. I think a lot of these of uh, uh, cell phone plans have now gone to unlimited texting because back when they were, you know, when you had maybe 250 a month uh, texts that you could send, which seemed like an inordinately high number, I mean... Yeah. That's like you know almost ten a day. Yeah. Uh. But but they were getting bills because their kids were sending thousands of texts a day.
1: Yeah. Uh. Tim, uh, uh says that he is co-teaching the teens uh, junior high class in Garland Texas, at the Campbell Road Congregation. He says I would say a quarter to half of my students use their smartphone or handheld device for reading the Bible during class.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I wonder what you think of that. Are you? Are you all in favor of that? They're doing that here, too. We, uh, and not just the kids, but the adults, too, are are using their digital devices yeah. to for, instead of a hard-printed Bible. Monty I, I, and, I, and I, I are still using these digital devices
1: <laughs> to get where we're supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, I've,
2: i i 'm old fashioned i i 'm not no, no. Uh, i 'm not terribly keen on it i don 't have anything against it but uh, okay. uh, it is very common
1: okay It troubles me when I see children with those. Paul says uh, with services like Netflix, many of the TV shows and popular movies can be viewed on phones, tablets computer Tim uh it says i am also one of the men who work the audio visual booth we stream live to several elderly and we have members who are in the military overseas that use it as well so which is good a, good thing. yes. a good thing that's a good thing paul says in our teen class the teachers have asked for this quarter that the kids use paper bibles becoming a lost skill they need to know how to use technology and old school methods okay all right T- uh, tmc in the chat room says snapchat is when they take pictures in the place of words and
2: have a conversation very risky Okay, so Snapchat may be one of those ones that is particularly dangerous okay. for our kids to know about and to use. We're learning on the program tonight. All right, let's take a break, Jacob. When we get back. Now, so we talked about the technology. We see that there's a lot of different technology out there. We haven't even touched the hem of the garment, I'm sure, as to the different ways that kids can be connected uh, through these uh, various devices that we've just briefly mentioned. And so they're connected, they're out there, they're doing it, uh, they're connecting with people on a regular basis. So let's talk about some of the positives and some of the negatives
0: that are associated with that. Let
2: us know your thoughts. We'll take a break and get your thoughts on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible
1: Study continues right after this.
0: Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this.
5: I'm Joel Gwynn, a member of the College View Church of Christ with something for you to think about regarding our children. A survey published in the periodical Pulpit Helps analyzed the question of faithfulness among the children of churchgoers. The results are interesting. It was found that faithfulness in kids was not a function of the size of the congregation, the number of classes and special programs sponsored by the church, the effectiveness of the youth minister. Instead, here is what was discovered. In cases where both parents were faithful, and active, 93% of their children remained faithful to their religious training. When only one parent was faithful and active, the percentage dropped to 73%. When parents were only reasonably active, attending services, but that's all, their kids remained faithful only 53% of the time. And finally, when the parents attended assemblies only infrequently, the children endured at a mere 6% level. The results of this survey are interesting, but not terribly surprising. We've known all along that people, including children, often learn more from example than from the words they hear. That's why Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, Matthew five sixteen. Parents, have you considered applying Jesus' concept right there in your own home? Are you letting your light shine before your kids? Survey results, our own common sense, and the Bible tells us that this is the only hope that we have to bring them up, fearing God. We're tracking the trends
2: on the virtual Bible study. How important is the abortion issue to Americans? 53% of the public says abortion is, quote, not that important compared with other issues. While 45% says abortion is either, quote, one among many important issues, that's 27%, or, quote, a critical issue facing the country, 18%. However, there are stark differences between those who attend religious services at least once a week and those who attend less often. About two-thirds, 64% of weekly churchgoers say abortion is a critical or important issue, while about two-thirds, 65% of those who attend less often, say abortion is not that important of an issue. All of that information is via the Pew Research Center. The Word of God says in Jeremiah 6, verse 15, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush.
0: We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. And
1: we are waiting to hear from you. We look forward to your thoughts in the chat room tonight. The chat room is uh, quite a buzz, and we're looking forward uh, to taking your comments there. As we talk about technology and some of the dangers of it, we talked about uh, the technology before the break, and uh, want to get into some of the positive things now.
2: Yeah. Uh, before we do, in the chat room, Timothy says he's, co-teaching the teens he says i'm having issues making applications developing activities i get into a rut of lecturing how can you help well, save that comment for when we talk about some of the negatives because i think some of the negatives of all this uh, you know visual stimulation by way of electronic devices is making standard teaching practice boring to kids right. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that so okay uh uh, Paul says, I think a positive, so let's talk about some positives. Paul says, I think a positive, for instance, of electronic Bibles is the constant availability, easy search. Many of these incorporate study tools, commentaries, lexicons, dictionaries, concordances, and so forth. Uh, Tim says you can download b- different Bible translations for free and carry many different translations with you all at once. Which I, Those are pros. Those are positives, you know. Uh, And and I could see that that would be helpful uh, if you're sitting in a classroom situation or or whatever. Uh, So there's an upside. Yes. Can I get on a soapbox right there, though? Let's get on the soapbox. Uh, Here's the negative. Here's the direct opposite side of that coin. Yeah. I've seen it happen too often. Here's a guy. He's got his electronic device, and he's connected. Okay. And so the teacher is teaching the class. Something is said. He stops listening and he starts tr- tracking a, a thread uh, on the internet uh, concerning something that was said. He finds something. Uh, in other words, he hasn't prepared ahead of time for Bible class. Right. He's doing this. He's doing this looking on the internet while the class is underway. And after maybe a few minutes of searching, he finds something that he thinks is significant. He wants to make a comment in class. We're already past that. We've been past that for five or ten minutes. He wants to go back now and revisit that because he just found something that he thinks is interesting on the Internet. Yeah. That's disruptive to the class and unhelpful. I agree with that. And I so,
1: the If you want to make the comment, be prepared to make it when you come to class. Now, some things do jog your thoughts during the class. That's the purpose of the class. But I think you need to keep it to a minimum and regulate
2: that. And, and you have to realize that, you know, there there's the teachers in charge of the class trying to make uh, a, a logical, progressive – methodology in the class, and and you're short-circuiting that if if you're not staying current with the discussion because you're busy looking at your handheld device. All right. I guess another warning would be uh,
1: you're not a Greek scholar just because you have a smart uh, phone that has a Greek lexicon in
2: it. That's the truth. Just because you can read a lexicon doesn't make you a Greek scholar. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. You're off your soapbox. Uh, Okay. We're on to the next. uh, We're we're talking talking about some pros. What are some pros of not only our kids, but us being able to connect with all these technological devices? Chris in
1: Atlanta says almost every public and private sector job requires proficiency in PC usage. Most major businesses have a huge online presence with a web page, and most all have a social networking presence, such as Facebook and Twitter which I do not get by the way. Our kids today need to have this experience and skills if they hope to gain employment. The internet also provides a vast opportunity, uh, amount of opportunity for learning. This applies to most any area you want more knowledge in. I have learned how to replace brakes on my car, American history facts, and currently learning Cisco router administration. Feel sorry for you, Chris. <laughs> of course you need to use direct discretion, discretion and not believe it is just because someone put it out on not believe it just because someone put it out on the internet. My favorite quote from the internet is you cannot believe anything or believe everything you read on the internet <laughs> from Abraham
2: Lincoln. Hey, credited to okay. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Chris in the UK says. Uh, concerning positive things our kids can gain, some no doubt have an educational use, and, I, I, yeah. and, and nobody could dispute that. I yeah. agree, Chris. I mean, we got to be we, we got to be fair. Obviously, there's some. We education. can't just be totally old fogies here. We've yeah, there, education. there's educational benefit to the yeah. internet. We understand that. Says, some allow a lot of things to be held in a small space, like Kindle holding a Bible, Greek, Hebrew study tools, commentaries, other technological works in the space of a filofax. I don't know what that is. That's a British thing. Yeah, they can remotely feel safe knowing they can contact parents or raise alarms as necessary, as well as make us healthier, uh, quote, or, uh, or unquote, more sociable. I wonder about that. He says, I'm, I am arguing that it is not necessarily so. I agree. Uh, we're going to talk about that. I, I think that all of this social connectivity on the internet is making people less sociable yeah i agree with that uh, we'll talk about that in a minute he says more improved hand-eye coordination other motor skills maybe but there, there's some indication that that is is not a true positive uh, we'll, we'll see in a minute thank you chris he has a son who is uh, uh autistic he says that's for my son it helps him get himself he has who has no language skills on a more understood uh, he can be understood better It allows his needs to be known allows him to keep himself safe to warn him if something harmful may happen if he continues and so forth. So uh, Chris, Chris has a, a special needs child and, and some of that technology is helpful to him. Those are all pros. that's why we have we ourselves have computers. that's why we do the virtual Bible study, for instance, have been for eight years. Yeah. Um, w- because there's a pro, there's, a, there's a, a positive side to these things. there are pros, there are benefits. To this uh, technology.
1: And there are certainly many great Bible study tools. When was the last time you used a hardbound concordance?
2: I can't remember the last time.
1: But you used to prepare your sermons with one of those in your lap and a, a Greek uh, lexicon over here and two or three versions.
2: And now it's all on the screen.
1: So, And think of the time you're
3: saving. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
1: And I mean, you're able to look up more things because you're not flipping pages around. And uh, so certainly there's some benefits. We yeah. can't argue with that.
3: That's right. Well, you know, when when we went camping at Mousetail, not Mousetail, where we went. Yeah, it was Mousetail, anyhow. Look
2: it up on your smartphone. See where you were. We were at Davy Crockett State Park in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and we did the virtual Bible study. Well, what I was thinking there. of,
3: when we went camping at Mousetail, there was a small congregation in, okay. in Canton that Joel and I had an opportunity to preach at, and I didn't find out till Saturday night that I was going to be preaching on Sunday afternoon. And so when I got back from. We got back from worship on Sunday morning. I was able to take my computer that I'd brought with me and get my Bible software up and pull up enough information that I could work up a I sermon t- for that afternoon tell on the it. fly, more some or less. Some
1: things make me uneasy about that, Monty. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i got to
3: tell you,
2: times, they are changing. If yeah. Monty's got a computer with him in yeah, the right. woods. <laughs> I'm feeling a queasy now, Monty, but thank you. All right. All right. Uh, some other things I had noted in some things I accessed today. Technology has been linked to improved reading skills uh, for children um, uh, also certainly convenience knowledge entertainment uh, are are helped uh, by way of the internet but there are some downsides some negatives and we I think we've got to be really I you know I, actually Jacob I don't think we have to sit here and sell the pros no, of technology sell, because yeah. because people are really wanting it they're getting it they're using it they and uh, uh, we're dinosaurs, really. We we don't know all the different things that are available out there. Uh, but young people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people keep up on the cutting edge of such things. We don't have to convince the general public that the Internet and uh, handheld devices and all the connectivity that's available –
1: have benefits. Uh, How many people get bulletins uh, sent to their inbox in their email? I mean, that's that's something that uh, is certainly a benefit.
2: By the way, if you're on our mailing list, you get our bulletin each week.
1: Okay, plug your technology there. There you see? go. Uh, sermons. You can go out and you can listen to basically any subject you want. You can find a sermon about it somewhere on somebody's v- website. That's pro and con, I guess, because you can see, hear a lot of false teaching as well. Uh, but uh, certainly, there's a lot of that as well. So there's certainly lots of benefits.
2: All right. I think so, too. Let's take our our halfway break, Jacob. When we get back, let's look at the other side of that coin. Let's talk about the negatives of things uh, technology-wise.
1: All right. We'll talk about the negatives, and that may take us for a while. So you want to get your thoughts in line there. 877-381-4567. This week's bullet point. We're back right after this.
0: Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview dot com. There's more of the virtual Bible study right after these important messages.
2: This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. We often feed the birds in our backyard during the winter. It's quite interesting to watch the different birds come to the feeder throughout the day. Birds are like people in a way. Some are short and plump, others are long and lean. Some species come in groups. They say birds of a feather, you know, but others have more solitary ways. And they have a tendency to fight one another, just like people do. As any bird watcher knows, the big thrill is to see a new kind of bird. Oh yes, the finches are nice, and the chickadees are so cute. We like the tufted to titmouse, and we've seen pine siskins. But we're prone to take all of these for granted. Oh, it's just another blue jay, we'll say. But wait a minute. Just another blue jay? Take a look at that beautiful creature. Few birds in all of God's creation can match the beauty of the blue jay. We've seen exotic birds in the pet store. The kind that people pay big bucks for, that can't hold a candle to the blue jay. Yet we take him for granted because he's always near. We see him every day. It's just another blue jay. We were thinking that we tend to take things for granted in the church, too. Things that are always near. Things that we see all the time. That's just Brother X. He's here at all the assemblies. That's our elders having a meeting with a member who needs extra help and encouragement. But they always do that. Oh, that's just sister so-and-so carrying food to a family that's been sick, but she does that sort of thing all the time. But wait a minute. These are wonderful things, and we ought never to take them for granted. Thank God for our blessings in the body of Christ.
3: That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's Word talk every Thursday night.
0: Quit checking your email. The commercials are over, and the Virtual Bible Study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. We're back on the program tonight, and we want to remind you this program is brought to you by the College
1: of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, where you can find eight years of the Virtual Bible Study there, over 400 hours uh, on many uh, topics. You can search and find many topics there you may have interest in. You can also find out... uh, more about our meeting times and location, as well as podcast recent sermons that have been presented at the College View Church of Christ. Visit our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. We're talking about technology
2: specifically, yeah, we, we, and technology wise, we do not have the most uh, advanced website in the world, but no, it's we still don't. I think still reasonably functional. We don't even have a search engine on that website, but if you do, go to the archive page and you just hit F, Control F, Control F. That what it is? Yes, it is. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Control F. Uh, 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 just a line will pop up in the header. Type in the word you're looking for. For instance, if you're looking for uh, homosexuality, right, then it'll show you every program that dealt with that, right. uh, and and you can you can do your own search that way. So it has, I think, become a reasonably good resource for. People, if you're you're studying a subject, you want to hear something on those topics.
1: All right. And uh, we want to hear from you tonight as we talk about technology. We want to talk about it in relation to our kids as well, Uh, kids and technology. What are the dangers that exist when our kids access various technologies? Let us know your thoughts.
2: Uh, In the chat room, Jacob, I see some of them are recommending the various softwares that they use, Uh, Olive Tree on the iPhone, Uh, uh, eSword on, on their PCs mantis Uh, i don't know what mantis is yeah uh, i don't know mantis either so i mean there's a lot of stuff out there uh, an an amazing amount of stuff out there and some of it's very good and helpful tim
1: recommends bible.ca that's a that's a one that's been around for a long time and good material there executable executable outlines.com
2: yeah uh so uh a lot of good stuff out there i I, i've i've been on executable outlines and bible.ca and there's a lot of resources there on both of those
4: yeah
2: Uh, all kinds of stuff obviously
4: okay
2: um all right so what are the so a lot of positives and we all like the positives but we've got to be realistic about the negatives, Jake. Okay. And there are uh, just a lot of negatives out there. Yes.
1: Um, and this is how, especially how it, it relates to our kids. So we want to hear your thoughts on that. What are some negatives you hear about kids? Uh, Paul says that the, the smartphones can be a distraction during worship services. We would agree with that.
2: Yeah, I've got to turn your phone off or put it on vibrate at least during the worship services. Please. Right. Please. You know, a lot of churches... I get a little weary of this. Even a lot of churches, when at the start of their pro, uh, of their uh, 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 worship assembly, they'll have a, a sign up on the on the screen, or or they'll actually announce, "Please silence your cell phones and devices." Uh, because how many times have we heard cell phones go off in worship? You People know? used to leave those things in their. <laughs>
1: this is an old one. A pager. <laughs> they used to leave that out in the car. Yeah. You know, but now you've you've got to have that thing. You yeah. can't be without. Can't even
2: it. be without it in the worship. No, service. no. So, uh, yeah, that, I think that I think you're right, Paul. That is a big distraction. All right. What about kids? What are some dangers with our kids and technology? Oh boy, just from just from a not even from a spiritual standpoint, Jacob, uh, the use of too much technology has been as, associated with vision impairment. Wow. Uh, to, uh, brains get too used to such auditory and visual stimulation. In the absence of these stimulations, they do not know what to do with themselves. They get anxious, restless, bored, aggressive. Uh, there's, there is such a thing as technology addiction. Um, well, one says incessant exposure to all-day TV, violent video games, instant messaging, and the always-accessible cell phone. Interferes with the development of the psychological traits known to be essential to positive outcomes for children, according to one psychologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Children, uh, children need to be taught self-control, uh, but such innate abilities are unlearned by experiences that reduce a youngster's capacity to exercise self-control. Constant media exposure is an experience that will reduce self-control in children. Because the media is all about immediacy. Oh, yeah, right. So a lot of negatives there. Yeah, okay. Just, I mean, and that's, and that, that's, a, that's not a, written from a religious or a spiritual standpoint no. either. Okay. Uh, shall we get to Chris's in Atlanta? Go, go. He
1: says, where do I begin? With every one good thing about technology, there are probably two pitfalls. Here's a brief list of dangers. Temptations to sin with ease of access to pornography and the false sense of anonymity the Internet provides. Cyber stalking. If our kids provide too much info online, it is easy for a stalker to track them down with just a hometown high school attending and a picture. Almost anyone worldwide can find them very troubling and scary bullying. Number four, losing the ability to interact face to face. It amazes me to watch kids sit next to each other and they both have their faces buried in a phone access to violence and foul language, especially with video games.
2: Thank you, Chris. All right. Uh, I, I agree with that I, I I think we were talking about this the other day, Jacob. I was in a restaurant. And it's been a while back. There was a family, it appeared to be a family of four, mother, father, two kids. At the at the table they were sitting at, I observed them out of the corner of my eye, and then I it caught my attention, I began to watch. All four of them had an electronic device that they were they were using. They weren't interacting with one another at all. Mm-hmm. They were all in their own little world with their connected internet devices and uh, that's that's becoming commonplace. Yeah, well,
1: let's let's take it let's take it, Monty, about the the, the the time factor. Let's take it out. Let's take it away. Let's say it's not the technology. Let's say it's something more old school. Let's say it's golf or
2: fishing. And I play golf seven hours every day. Seven hours a day, I, my kid, Because I, 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 wait, I got a I got a a, 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 a little stat on that. 2010 Kaiser Foundation study showed that the elementary age children use an average of 7.5 hours per day of entertainment technology.
1: Seven and a half hours a day.
2: Seventy-five percent of those kids have a TV in their own bedroom. Fifty percent of North American homes have TV on all day. All day. Listen, 50 percent of North American homes have the TV on all day. Fifty percent,
1: one out of every two.
2: Children are now relying... On technology for the majority of their play, grossly limiting challenges to their creativity and imaginations, as well as limiting necessary challenges to their bodies to achieve optimal sensory and motor development. All right. Now, this is not just a
1: public uh, service message. What do you think about the spiritual implications of that? Monty, if if you were fishing seven and a half hours a day. Every day. Every day. And, and and your wife had to bring your sandwich uh for her lunch and, and dinner to this fishing hole so you could keep fishing or e- fishing while you eat would we have a
2: problem with that Would we'll say you know God says we would know, say you know money is addicted to fishing yeah that's crazy money you got to give up that fishing you can't be spending that much time every day fishing
3: i don't know who has seven and a half hours <laughs> a day to to spare to do things like that. <laughs> that's,
2: that's amazing. I mean, it, amazing. as
3: an adult, I have to work. I got to get back and forth to work. There's certain things has to be accomplished when I get home. I don't have seven and a half hours to to do nothing.
2: Yeah, but really, I mean, we're sort of being lighthearted about that. But seriously, if somebody would, if you take a normal activity like golf or fishing. Uh, even even if you were out gardening, Jacob. Right. But you you've become incessant about it. You're out there almost eight hours every day, tending your garden. Right. We'd say, Jacob, get a life, man. You have got to God do. God some- has something else
1: intended for us, rather than this. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, clear clear dangers there. Well, I think there's more dangers. Uh, Chris and you, case, it's cyber bullying. Uh, and i know that that's a real i'm just out of touch i don't see that as a huge I, problem i you know what i'd say yeah. they can't pull they can't bully me i'll just disconnect right why do i have to stay connected and let somebody bully me oh they're me? saying bad things to me oh i got to stay here and watch this
3: uh, I, i've got a relative that i'm caring for and she has dementia real bad and when i go to visit her i don't know if I'm gonna have a pleasant visit, or she's gonna cuss me out. I mean, it's one is like, to but it's like Friday. She called me, and we was having a conversation. We started being ugly. I said goodbye and hung up. So I don't understand cyberbullying because this, I can turn it off. Maybe yeah. it's part of this addiction.
2: You got, you know, you just they're addicted. so addicted, they can't disconnect, and so they have to sit there and take the bullying yeah. in cyberspace. Okay. Well, he, he goes, Chris goes on to say, exposure to things they should shouldn't see or hear or read. That's that's a real problem. We need to talk a little bit more about it. Right. Their time could be well wasted and used unproductively. Their language could get lazy. Text speech becomes normal parlance. <laughs> that's you know, you know you you abbreviate things in you text. Are, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, People forget how to spell. Yeah. It took
3: me forever to figure that one. out. <laughs> uh,
2: they learn backdoor ways of swearing or showing dis- disrespect that you will have no way of being aware of. That's a
1: danger. You don't understand the
2: language. Yeah, adults often don't understand what the kids are saying in those. Yeah. Uh, Uh, The normalization of fringe ideas, the acceptance of patently immoral things, say like abortion, homosexuality, atheism, or New Age uh, ideologies, to name a few. They may be exercising contraception without parental consent, let alone the morning after pill. The specter of being groomed by unsavory people or duped out of money by others. Um, So uh, he's he's got some real interesting insights there, and I think he's right. All right. Thank you uh, for those, Chris and Chris. Uh, some other things I was reading today, some dangers of letting your kids use technology. One of the dangers was certainly seeing something inappropriate.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. I'll tell you, that's not a maybe that's a will happen. Right. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many of us adults have been completely innocent in a matter and suddenly something popped up on the screen that you didn't, you didn't want to see. Right. And so, hopefully, we're spiritually mature enough we can turn immediately away from that. Right. Kids are not spiritually right. mature, right. and they're going to get drawn in by that sort of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, very dangerous. Terrible. Yeah.
3: Um, Monty, something that amazes me while we're talking about that is people that have put pictures of themselves with a great deal of their body exposed on Facebook. Pictures that they of, that they wouldn't want you if they if you walked up and seen them in a room somewhere with that much of their self exposed. They'd be embarrassed, but they'll put that out on the, for the whole world to see on the, over the Internet. And it's always amazing to me. And when you say something to them about it, they acted offended like you shouldn't have been looking at that. Well, I shouldn't. You're, I mean, I didn't ask to see it, and I didn't want to see it, but they shouldn't have put it out there to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh,
1: well, yeah, yeah, you know, there's so much exposure to this. You wouldn't. You would In the old days, you would have been careful about any kind of television show that might have shown some of the things like that just to, or maybe go to the movies where there might be a danger where some of that stuff would be shown and you're almost certain that it is going to be shown on the internet and let work, letting our kids poke around on there without any
2: without any guidance without any protection yeah. it's, it, it's like letting a you know letting a lion roam around in your house a hungry lion and and you're you're oblivious well, we to just the hope, danger we that just the hope that he won't eat my kid yeah. I just hope he won't eat my kid
1: and it's and the, the stakes are literally that high um, on a spiritual, on the spiritual plane, it is that high. It's it's that lion, and he could, could destroy your kids spiritually, and you're just going to let him walk around and not do anything about it.
2: Yeah, in the, uh, we're um, missing some things in the chat room. Uh, some good comments, I think, going on in there. Uh, um.
1: Let's see. Um... Anthony says we shouldn't allow technology in our house until we understand
2: it enough to put restrictions and filters in place. Very good, very good, Anthony. Okay. Where's he said? I didn't see that. It's down towards the bottom. Okay. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I see that. I think that's exactly right. Uh, we've got to we've got to talk about some safeguards. We're going to talk about that in our last section. Uh, what what can what precautions can we put in place? Right. Um, we said some of the dangers certainly accidentally seeing something inappropriate our uh, social skills are damaged uh, children immerse themselves in in the, as the more our children immerse themselves in the cyber world the less their social skills are being developed i think that's a real problem you know kids used to like to sit around and hear the adults speak and learn how to and they would learn things from them and, and they would learn to interact with them and now they they, they and they look up
1: to them for their spiritual guidance and uh, and uh, that was their that was their role model and now their role model is something they see on facebook
2: yeah uh, another thing no patience expecting the entire world to provide instant gratification. In the digital world, there's no wait time. You type it in and beep, it's there. Uh, the real, in the real world, people need time to make things happen. So uh, technology makes our kids less patient. Uh, certainly there is the danger of uh, uh, interacting with unsavory characters, giving out private information, uh, it, there, there is an addictive nature to it. It's well-documented and nobody could deny it.
1: All right. Let us know your thoughts. We'll take a break and we'll go to the top of the hour on how do we handle these dangers. Clearly, they're out there. Clearly, we need to make sure that we're handling them appropriate. Eight seven seven Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this.
0: Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right
4: back after this. Hi, I'm Jerry Fralix. And I'm a member of uh, College of Church of Christ here in Columbia, Tennessee, and I have a few words to say. Occasionally, we hear parents who say that they don't want to force religion on their children. These misguided folks think they're doing their kids a favor by letting them decide for themselves. They're afraid that there will be some resentment in their children later if religion had been crammed down their throats. If we may be absolutely blunt in response, that is one of the most ridiculous ideas anyone ever suggested. We force many things on our children. We insist that they bathe, brush their teeth, change their clothes, etc. We cram education down their throats by making them attend school regularly. We demand that they do their homework. We force them to eat good food get adequate rest, and do other things that are important to their health and development. We do all of this because we know it is in their best interest, and we do it even when the kids don't like it. Why is it this such a common sense approach is neglected by parents who are determined to let the kids decide for themselves when it comes to religion? Dr. James Dobson writes, There's a critical period when certain kinds of instruction are easier in the life of children. There is a brief period during childhood when youngsters are vulnerable to religious training. Their concepts of right and wrong are formulated during this time, and their views of God begin to solidify. The opportunity of that period must be seized when it is available. The absence or misapplication of instruction through that prime time period may place a severe limitation on the depths of the child's later devotion to God. When parents withhold indoctrination from their small children, allowing them to decide for themselves, the adults are almost guaranteeing that the youngsters will decide in the negative. God's word has always taught us the truth on the subject Train up a child in the way he should go And when he is old he will not depart from it Proverbs 22 6
2: Here are some quotes worth pondering Never stop doing your best Just because someone doesn't give you credit for it It doesn't take strength to hold a grudge It takes strength to let go of one People who say it cannot be done Should not interrupt those who are doing it Though no one can go back and make a brand new start Anyone can start now and make a brand new ending It's hard to beat a person who never gives up. A second chance doesn't mean anything if you haven't learned from your first mistake. Man, wish I'd said that.
0: We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. We're
1: back on the program tonight. We welcome you back as we talk about kids and technology, some of the dangers, some of the ways we prevent these. Uh, Some scriptures come to mind as we talk about this. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And take some effort here. Yeah. And uh, and kids aren't to that point where they can put forth that effort, so parents are going to have to do that for yeah.
2: them. Yeah, that's the whole idea of parenting, is that you provide strength and supervision and protection for your kids until they're old enough to protect themselves. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall
1: see God. We've got to make sure that our children understand that, and we help them have that pure heart. And then uh, one of the things comes to mind is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, tells us we need to be redeeming the time. Yeah. If, if I had an iPod and I listened to nursery rhymes seven and a half hours a day on the iPod, perfectly pure, pure nothing wrong, there are other things I need to be thinking about rather than having myself immersed in entertainment all of, of the free waking hours of the day. I've got other things I need to be thinking about, things on the spiritual plane, and that's one of the big dangers I see with technology, even if it's if it's pure and clean.
2: Exactly right. I think right. you're exactly right. We've been talking about the pros and cons, and here in just a minute, as we wrap up our program tonight, we want to talk about some some things people can do to safeguard. Our last question was, uh, what steps should parents take to regulate their kids' exposure to the dangers of new technologies? And we'll talk about that in a minute. I just wanted to share with you an article I found today, Jacob, by Joe uh, John Rosemond. He's an author of 14 parenting books. He's a nationally syndicated newspaper columnist. I've been reading his column for years, not often, but from time to time.
1: Okay. Uh, He's he, about, he writes about parenting issues?
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he says, uh, I often hear real-life parenting stories that evoke two equally strong feelings on, on the one hand sorrow, on the other hand gratefulness. I'm saddened to hear these stories always told to me by the loving parents who have conscientiously tried to do the best they could but they caused me to be glad beyond measure that I'm not raising children today I got out of the game just in time it seems hmm. my wife and I didn't have to deal with hundreds of cable channels video games cell phones or the internet with its various temptations including social media pornography and a 5-year-old that a 5-year-old can access chat rooms online gaming and shopping carts when my kids were growing up, growing up, we had a television sometimes. Period. Um, so uh, he goes on. One such heartbreaking story was told to me recently. But I, I just stop here and say I, I would have to agree with him. I think parents today are facing challenges unknown in the history of the world. And, and if they're not if they're not perceptive to it, if they're not well, eyes wide open, they're they're going to be in trouble. Because the devil's got a whole array of new tools to use.
1: We have been immersed with media, and the devil is very apt and uh, very skillful at using that media. And it is all around us. It's not just one avenue anymore.
3: It's a 100 different avenues to get to us. Yeah. He's stayed up on technology, whether we have or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly that's right. Exactly right.
2: Yeah, Rosamund goes on to say, one such heartbreaking story was told to me recently. It's been told to me hundreds of times, actually, and every time my heart is broken. It begins with good, decent, responsible parents discovering that their young adolescent boy has accessed pornography of the worst sort on the Internet. They confront him. His father talks to him about how pornography disrespects women. The parents make sure he can no longer access the Internet at home without supervision. The boy figures out how to get around the blocks, how to disarm the tracking software, the parents find him sitting at the computer mesmerized at 3 o'clock in the morning. Then his best friend's parents call to complain that he has introduced their son to internet pornography. The word gets around. No one will let their children associate with the boy. And the parents figure out that they've become untouchable as well. And the boy just keeps right on figuring out how to beat the system. Mm-hmm. As the parents tell the story, they're both fighting back tears. So am I. What should we do? They ask. I tell them it sounds to me that they've done what they can, but it's not working, they say in despair. I ask, can you accept that you're not going to be able to completely solve this problem? Can you accept that the river's going to find a way around your sandbags, but that you should keep putting out sandbags anyway? I tell them, do your best, but don't expect much in return. Pray for your son. Mm-hmm. Now, what he's saying there at last, I think, is something that should petrify every parent of a right. young person today. You let them get exposed to this stuff and you have started an irreversible course of action. Right. If you're not doing your due diligence to guard your children, you're going to let them be exposed to something that will permanently and forever change them. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want to be over dramatic, but that's just how serious it is. You have got parents. You have got to be careful. And there, there is no benefit that we get
1: from technology that is worth this risk.
2: That's exactly right.
1: That you will, there is nothing that we get from technology that's worth our kids losing their soul over. Exactly. And uh, we've got to understand that. We've got to get this in perspective, and we've got to get our, our hands around this. It, it is not worth the risk. We've got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to prevent this from happening. Bonnie.
3: You know, if people think we're weird because we don't have Internet or maybe because we don't have television or any some of these other technologies, smartphones or whatever... Fine, let them think we're weird because I don't really care what they think for the most part anyway. Well. But I'd rather be weird and have children and myself go to heaven than to be normal Absolutely. in hell.
1: And and some have said here you've got to be able to use technology to get a job. That may be true. But I don't know of any job where you have to be able to use Facebook and you have to be able to use YouTube and you have to be able to use all the other things uh, that go along with the computer in order to have the job. Uh, and we've got to make sure that we're not overstating our case here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Kent, and I think it's Kent in Jackson, uh, or or his wife Mindy. I don't know who's writing this. Uh, he says we've got to teach them to deal with temptations because there will be a day when we parents will not be there to put the restrictions on the devices in our house. They have to know how to deal with it.
1: I, I hear that a lot from parents. I'm not going I'm not arguing with that 100%. But I think that some parents. I'm not saying that Mindy or Kent here are making. I, I believe that. I know that. I know there are parents who use that as a cop out. Well, you've got to let them watch the bad movies because there's going to be a day. They're going to when see it run. anyway. Right, and and I talk to parents who are letting their kids just do whatever they want, and they say, well, you can't keep them from it. You can't. You, yes, you can, and that's your job.
2: Yeah, because I, again, I think, and and this and that's goes. That's so- That's
1: not what I know. Kent and Mindy aren't doing that, but I'm, ta- I'm talking to parents who are doing that. They're letting their
2: kids run wild. See it
1: all. See it all, because you you, you just can't keep it from them. There's going to be a day when you're not around. Hogwash.
2: Yeah, I think While it is. While I am
1: around, I can do
3: something about right, it. Right, that's
2: right. And 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 obviously, we're trying to teach our kids a set of spiritual values and help them mature spiritually till they'll reach a plane where they can regulate themselves. But right. a young child is not spiritually mature and not able to regulate. Right. Themselves.
1: Just like we don't put candy around our young kids uh, because they can't handle that. When they get older, maybe they can. They we don't can. let we
2: don't let we don't let a, a five year old drive a car. Right. You know, uh, there's a lot of things he's got to learn before he can start driving a car. And even when he's 16, we're going to move it along slowly. Uh, So, yeah. Guest
1: 893, we use AVG as an Internet filtering device that we can place on our kids' iPods as well. The kids don't like it, but they don't really understand the full effects of what will happen if they accidentally view something inappropriate. They hate it because it occasionally blocks websites and they don't understand why. Paul says by teaching them to police themselves, uh, but in terms of uh, content and time management will prepare them for adulthood. While I was away from full-time preaching for a time, I worked in technology. In the large company I worked for, we had a problem with employees and managers abusing the Internet access, wasting time, and, and viewing pornography. People had uh, been warned, did not correct the problem, were fired. Some of them were making six-figure-plus
2: salaries. Uh, it is a danger for all ages. All, all right. right. I think that's good. Uh, uh Timothy says, uh, make sure that children do not have access to the Internet unrestricted, especially when they go into another room. Also, you can make restrictions so they cannot get on past a certain time. So when they are alone in their room at night, they cannot have access to the Internet. I I think that's uh, true. Uh, Some parents act like they just simply can't regulate what their kids do in their own rooms. I would I would add that to your list of hogwash, Jacob. Okay. Uh, Ultimately,
3: that room belongs to me, not yeah. to the child. It's my house, it's my room, and I'll decide what happens in there, and I can regulate it. All right.
2: Uh, here's a challenge from, uh, from a listener in Indiana. Could you turn off your cell phone and PC for five days and be able to function, finding things to keep you busy? I would imagine it would be very difficult for you to do this. We have become so dependent on electronics and everything we do, both work and leisure. It's true... Uh, I think that I think that's probably a true observation, but uh, if if I am if I am thus addicted, then maybe I need to immediately take steps to begin the process of regulating that in my life, in my family's life, in my children's lives.
3: All right. All right. You uh, know, that's one of the things that we can do to help our children is to teach them self discipline. That when we have discover that maybe we are addicted to something like that. We can lead by example to say, I can fix this. I might have to get help to fix it, but I can fix this problem. With spending too much time right. on the Internet or, or any of this stuff with this technology, I can find a way to get around that to where I'm doing what I need to do. But we learn, we can teach, lead by example in that. Self-discipline,
1: though, also is not learning how to take fire and put it in your bosom and try not to get burned. Sometimes self-discipline is we don't do that. We yeah. don't have that technology because it's a bad thing.
4: Yeah.
2: Not, not, it's
1: not we can use that technology and flirt around with it and hope that it doesn't bite us. No, we just don't
3: have that technology. You know,
2: uh, it's
3: kind of like we don't keep rattlesnakes in the house. I was That's thinking
2: right. the same exact thing, Money. I was thinking the exact thing. Okay. If there's some dangers, you just say we're not going to have it around. Okay. Uh, i got some more suggestions on what we can do. Uh, Joel uh, has an email in which he suggests no electronics without lockouts. Uh Maybe consider n- not letting your children on the Internet at all. Would that yep. be so horrible?
0: Yes.
2: Yep. you can't t- He says you can't take a vacation from being a parent. It's 24-7, 365, Jacob. It never ends. You've got to work consciously at instilling principles of modesty and principles of purity. I think that's right. In other words, it's not just what I keep them from. Right. It's what I try to instill in them as well. That's true. I think that's a good, good, that's point, a good point to emphasize. That's good. That's good. Uh, Uh, And he goes on to say, you've been warned, there's no excuse, failure's not an option. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Joel. Uh, And uh, Chris in the U.K.
1: recommends, he says, technology should be uh, rationed or even uh, earned when homework or chores are done first. Histories are allowed to be monitored, and your Facebook page or Twitter feed should be open for inspection to guard against bullying and grooming. Don't know what grooming is, uh, let alone bad language or indecent imagery. This may be use case-specific, but age certifications are non-negotiable, and I would say Facebook and Twitter are certified 12. Put bars on devices that allow no adult content anyway, and make sure whilst they're a minor, you're present at all medical appointments. Also, I would say it needs to be shared, and at the end of it, maybe discuss what they saw or heard with the Bible, open, affirm, or challenge what was presented. All
2: right. In the chat room, um, guest 8. 93 says we need to have a way of viewing what websites they look at that keeps us all honest. Uh, Tim Timothy adds restrictions are to help honest people to stay honest. Yeah, if if, if a person wants to get around uh, restrictions, I think they can uh, probably figure those out. Probably can. So probably kids be... can. That's the danger with
1: kids. Yeah. Their, their savviness. Yeah. Uh, Chris in Atlanta says I'm not sure you can f- put a hard rule on what age can. Do what because kids mature at different rates. The parents must take control and set strict boundaries with technology. I have a zero tolerance policy with my kids. They disobey my rules once and they lose their phone or laptop privileges. They don't lose it for days, but at least a month or two. Some of my rules are never ever having a computer behind closed doors, no texting or Facebook, etc. After certain times at night. The time depends on day of week and if school is in or not. All right. You know that's we need to, one other danger is. Back in the old days, you saw kids at school in a relatively controlled environment. And after school, you went home and you dealt with your parents. You didn't hang out with your kids. Kids are hanging out with kids from school all hours of the day now. At and night. At night.
2: By way of their texting and, and, and uh, connectivity devices.
1: And that is, that is certainly a danger that we've got to be aware of.
2: Okay. Uh, Paul adds, we're out of time. Paul adds, one word of caution. Even as tech savvy as many of us are, our kids quickly surpass us. They are quickly taught to get around restrictions and cover their tracks. I think that's the thing that parents got to be aware of. Your kids no kids who can tell them how to beat your restrictions. Yeah, that's true. And so it, the danger is real.
3: Get your eyes open.
1: All right. Kids are going to have to be weird, Monty.
3: Our kids are going to have to be different. It's not different. such a bad thing.
1: Well, the weird ones are the ones that are going to be pleasing to God.
3: Yes.
2: All right. All right. Well, Four, I think an important discussion. Jake. Okay.
1: All right. Good. Well, we we'll, appreciate uh, the discussion tonight, and Monty, thank you for being here for your comments. Enjoyed them as usual.
2: Thank you, and Dad, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jacob. We hope
1: you made uh, you benefited from our. Hey, earth.
2: next week. What next week? What? Next week we have uh, a David Pickup. Uh, he's of the pickup family preacher of preachers.
1: Many- size or full.
2: Uh, I think he's a full-size pickup. A
1: full-size pickup. Yeah. Uh,
2: Harry, he's, he's one of Harry Pickup's oh, okay, sons. Okay. All right. And uh, he's a, a family and marriage counselor in California, and he does a lot of work in what's called reparative therapy, trying yeah. to bring homosexuals out of homosexuality. Right. He's going to interview with us next week and tell us a little bit about that process. look forward process. to that. I'm yeah. glad you set that up. All right. We'll talk about that next
1: week. I'll make plans. And if you're not on the update list, you'll want to be, so you can catch that next week as Request to questions at collegeuse.com. Say, add me to the update list, and you'll be updated so you can keep track of that uh, discussion next week. We hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.